Hello, this is Frank Valley with Frank Presents, and today I want to welcome Melanie Hamblin, present town councilor, yes. running for re-election. Yeah, thank you for inviting me here oh, today, Frank. my it's, honor, my privilege. <laughs> it's really fun to get to know you better, I think. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Melanie, wh where did you grow up? Well, I grew up in Lexington, Massachusetts. My, um, my parents built a house there in the 50s, right after World War II. And uh, my dad was a World War II veteran. He actually lives with us now. But, um, and I was born in Boston in 1961. Born in, so I was raised in Lexington, went to school in Lexington High School. And um, as it was a wonderful community to grow up in because it was during the bicentennial all the history in the American Revolution. That was sort of the thing that um, was constantly, we had to study a lot, was the American Revolution. But, um, and that, so it was, it was a great place to grow up. Um, it, and it, it had to be. And Lexington community uh, town is a very small, kind of non-commercial uh, historic uh, area. It, it, it's not like Concord. Uh, it's, it's not like Waltham. Uh, but it is, and, and I'm always amazed at the nature uh, preserves and trails uh, in and around Lexington. And talk about the Paul Revere's ride and the British troops, how they marched. Uh, yes. Uh, and, and yes, and the, and the, um, the reenactment, the reenactment of the revolution, you know, the, the shot that was heard around the world on Lexington Green. Um, we, I was always involved in Girl Scouts, and we marched in all the parades. We did um, all kinds of volunteering there. Uh, we started a recycle program, uh -huh. uh, one of our projects in the uh, senior Girl Scouts. My mom was our Girl Scout leader, and my dad was a Boy Scout leader. So we were always heavily involved in the community. My mom owned a flower shop in Lexington. So we always were part of the Rotary, we're part of the, the small commercial base that was there in town. And it was, it was just, there was always so many fun things to do there. With, uh, not only just the, but you mentioned the, the bike trail and all of the different historic things that are there. It's just part of Americana, part it of is. American culture. It really is. Yeah. And as I remember, the zip code is 01776. <laughs> well, I think it was, uh, there's a few of them now and they changed them. Oh, really? They did, yes. But uh, they changed them after I left, so I don't, uh, it was like 024 something. Yeah. How did you uh, come to Franklin? I, um, so we came, I came from Franklin from Westwood. My mm -hmm. son, what was in college and we, my husband and I thought that we would move somewhere along the train line because I worked yeah. at Children's Hospital in Boston as a research scientist for 30 years. And, um, but I, I just, at Children's Hospital, I worked on hematology and oncology in the lab there. And we worked on how blood De develops and um, cancers, human cancers. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So we wanted to 
move out of Westwood, have, find a community with more space. Westwood does not have a downtown. So we wanted a nice downtown, nice library, the green, a green, um, and low tax rate. So on, on the train line, so I could get into Boston still. And Franklin was the place. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I should really, I should do an ad for yeah. Franklin. <laughs> Where did you go to college then for your training? I went to Roger Williams College in Bristol, Rhode Island. I studied marine biology first, and um, it's now the Roger Williams University. It's grown a bit. Right. It's on the waters, beautiful area. Um, I, I got really interested in genetics when I was there. I took a genetics class. And so I started my uh, professional career working at Brandeis University in a Drosophila lab. In what lab? A Drosophila. And what is a Drosophila <laughs> It's a fruit fly. So probably around that, this time of year, everybody's like, there's flies all over their tomatoes and their bananas, yeah. driving them crazy. Yeah. Those are these little fruit flies. And um, there's only four chromosomes in a fruit fly, and that um, makes it easier to study the genetics. But all genes work the same. So it doesn't matter if we study them first in a fly and then move them into a mammal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, the <laughs> so I worked there for 13 years. The, the work that I, the projects that I worked on, uh, the, with the subject of the Nobel Prize in Medicine in 2017, so my boss then won the Nobel Prize. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I circadian rhythm research, and so it has a lot to do with non-24, people who don't have um, vision or sightless, they mm -hmm. can't, their clocks don't work right. Yeah. And so yeah. this, that, the study of all the genes that create the clock yeah. and regulate timing in people and in flies <laughs> um, actually have a lot to, you know, that those genes are, have um, been found to be able to find medicines for to fix. Wow, wow. Yeah. That is phenomenal. Um, so that was really exciting. That was in 2016, but I had been there from, 2000, from 1984 wow. <laughs> to 1996. Yeah. So, so something like that. Uh, yeah. It was about 13 years. And that's how long it takes science. You know, it's, it's yeah. not a quick thing. It's not a Google, you can't like Google science. Right. You have to take the time to actually do it right. And put mm -hmm. in the uh, uh, groundwork. Yeah. So you, you kind of building steps. Exactly, that's uh, what it is. You build, a, you build the ground stuff. So we did uh, general, general basic science to figure out how genes work. And from there, so many, there's so many possibilities once you figure out sort of things. So how, <laughs> how long uh, have you been in Franklin since when? Uh, my Franklin story started in 2010. Uh -huh. How long have you been a town councilor? I ran for the first time in 2017 and was elected in 2017. So this coming election will be for my third term. Uh -huh. I, um, so one of the things I think people should know about me is that it's, it's, I get excited about changes. So that 
Like I was at Brandeis and I had a great time there and I learned a lot and I worked really hard on um, that study and then it started to get easy. So then I moved to, then I got a job at Children's Hospital working on blood development. So you go from the fly to blood development, mammals, it's totally different. Uh -huh. um, and it's a huge challenge and that's exciting. So when we moved to Franklin, I, my goal was to not have to go into Boston in five years. Uh -huh. And in 2016 was when we bought the Franklin Agway. So we totally changed <laughs> our, uh, our life again. I think it, that is sort of what, that, well that is, not sort of, but that is what has connected me to the community. I spent, I spent hours on the train. Yeah. I went in on the train. Yeah. I built a beautiful train community that I still, these people that I still care about and talk to and see. Yeah. But I've become part of the community here in town because I get to stay here. Right. And right. so I feel it's my duty, my civil duty to, since I'm here all the time, that I can then serve the community. Well, other people can't. So I can be their voice in the local government. Yeah. So Franklin Agway is a business that primarily promotes agriculture and agriculture and hardware supplies. Is that a, uh, well, there aren't that many correct? farms around anymore. Right. And really, there's no, there, I think at one time, there was a hardware component to the Agway. There is not a really a hardware, mostly tools, hand tools. Uh -huh. um, there's garden supplies, soils for growing, growing food. And we tried to, we try to focus on organic products. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So that um, we think it's, I, we, well, both my husband and I think it's very important to be conscientious stewards of the land and of mm -hmm. the earth and to really think about what we put on the ground and in the air and in ourselves. So you bring a, a real scientific uh, knowledge and background to, to the town council. I would imagine that some of that fit in with the coronavirus uh, issues. I would say the last 10 years of my uh, career in science was spent on safety. Okay and making sure that the people in the lab and all the labs at Children's Hospital had the correct PPE to do the jobs that they had to do. Now, PPE for the layperson is? Personal protective equipment. Which, which is masks which and is, gloves. <laughs> which during the coronavirus was in short supply. Right, right. I think, you know, I, when people are doing their experiments, they don't want somebody near them saying, hey, get your gloves on, put your safety goggles on, that what you're working is gonna put, you know, people would work with phenol chloroform, that stuff could burn a hole in your eye. You know, it's like mm. you, they, I probably, I drove people crazy with my, with wanting them to be safe. And then um, when the coronavirus started, I, said to them jokingly, don't you wish I was in charge now? <laughs> 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 um, and they all, yes, so they said yes. Oh. 
um, that is the importance of, of the Board of Health in the town is to make sure that they are very knowledgeable about how to keep people safe. Mm-hmm. And I will say that Kathy Liberty and Bridget Sweet and Jenny, they did a fabulous job. It's amazing. We're really lucky that we have them mm-hmm. um, working for us and volunteering for us. And now they're back in charge on a local level. Yeah. During most of the coronavirus, the governor uh, had uh, an th- executive special authority in that area, but now it is totally the responsibility of. Uh, uh, what Locals. is her name? Um, uh, Kathy Liberty. Kathy Liberty. Uh, she's in charge of. Uh, uh, she's our from, health agent. She's our yeah. health agent from yeah. a point of view. Yeah. And uh, so that that is a good thing in my opinion that we're back to uh, local uh, control uh, over things. How how do you see your role as a town council? What what do you the last. Uh, two terms uh, believe the role of the town council should be? Um, so, well, the town council is in charge of a, uh, to make sure that we have a balanced budget at the end of the year, every, for every year. Um, we do a lot of zoning issues. Um, we make sure that, that people have the services that they need to have and try to, do, and try to, um, we have really great discussions with the chief of police, with the, with the chief, the fire chief, with the head of the library, like what the senior center, well, what do you need? Do you, is there anything else you need? Especially this past year and a half has been, do we have the things to keep people safe? What, can, what do you need? And, um, you know, in general, I think really our goal, our role is to make sure that the town, um, continues to run <laughs> and that and that we have all of the services that we need the coronavirus the federal government is going to be issuing money to uh, cities franklin is a, called a town but it actually is actually a city, city. Yeah. uh that's some i understand hasn't been yet uh announced or, or given to the town of franklin one of the disturbing things that I'm hearing is that you can't use that money to pay for items that you've already spent in relation to the coronavirus, that it actually needs to be spent as new money. Are you aware of that at all? Uh, well, Jamie, Jamie keeps us up to date. Jamie Helen is the uh-huh. town administrator right. on some of the issues that that do come out. I think there was... There was a um, conversation at one time about not being able to pay for certain things. Um, I really, I'm not sure even if if the government really knows what they've, <laughs> what it's gonna, what the end product is gonna be like. Mm-hmm. I think right now what we're hoping is that we get some of the um, infrastructure funds so that we can fund the. Um, the shovel-ready project that's up at at near Eaton Place, Franklin Ridge, so we can we can create more affordable housing for seniors. And I think that's really been our push is to get 
more is to is to let our rec representatives, state and federal, know that we are ready to build this. We just need some of that infrastructure of stimulus funds to come here so that yeah. we can do it. That, but that would come under a plan that has not yet been uh, adopted by Congress. That's correct. But can you briefly say what Eaton Place uh, is? You say it's shovel ready. Oh, the Franklin Ridge. So the Franklin, Franklin Ridge, Ridge. Yeah. is a, an addition. It's going to be built by the same people who built Eaton Place up on the hill. Uh, help, help me with what is Eaton Place? Oh, it's a senior, it's a, a senior uh, living facility. Which is a private senior residential facility, yeah. and you hope to replicate that, or, or what is the? There's a there's room? a plan that's a that's behind it. I think mm -hmm. in 2018 it was approved. It was a while, It was um, a few years ago that the, that the land swap was approved. Yeah. There was a um, very nice design. All the permits are are in place. To build this uh, next facility. Let's move on to um, <laughs> a thing called storm drainage. Uh, storm water. Storm water drainage imperial <laughs> surfaces because of the Charles River. Now, yes. Th th that see in the Department of Environmental Protection. Can you explain to the viewing public what's going on there? Yes. Yeah, so the um, so the Environmental Protection Agency has created this non-funded mandate that we have to collect stormwater and not allow stormwater to pollute the rivers and the streams in the, in the United States. Um, there. They also, since we're a Charles River community, so we get two, we get two things thrown on us. We um, can't, we have to reduce the amount of phosphorus that goes into the river because phosphorus then creates a bunch of plant growth. What is and phosphorus? What is phosphorus? Phosphorus is a, is a, is a chemical that comes from, that's in the ground naturally. It helps plants grow. So when you, like you do nitrogen, potassium, phosphorus, so that's up, down, all around. So that means like you're helping plants grow all, all over. Okay. Okay. Um, so that sounds like a good thing. <laughs> it is a good thing, except in the water. Except in the water. So if he puts it in the water, um, then what you do is you get an abnormal growth of weeds and algae and that takes all the oxygen out of the water and, and then all the fish then dies <laughs> all that green stuff on top of the water yeah that kind of stuff so you don't really want that to grow yep because it depletes all the oxygen so uh, how are you going to prevent that from growing <coughs> with the well, funds the, the, the funds will be generated from uh, this uh, uh, fee for impervious surfaces, which will go to right, so programs, and what what will the programs do to so the help best way to get rid of phosphorus out of the water, out of the storm runoff, is to give it places to settle out. So the best thing is really for the water to go back into the ground. Uh -huh. So, but when you have impervious surfaces and roadways and parking lots. It doesn't, it doesn't go back into the ground where it falls on. It, it kind of collects together and then rushes through. Yeah. 
So what we want to be able to do, what we actually have to do, not that we want to do it, right? Nobody wants to spend money um, unnecessarily. But well, we, what well, we... Is, is it really unnecessary? I mean, is it something that is necessary? It, well, I think for our future, the future health of the planet, it is necessary. Okay. Yeah, but um, it's a lot of money and we have to figure out how to pay for it um, because, because it's an unfunded mandate. Do you have any idea what the square foot price would be? So we've, we've talked about that a lot and um, it is in the thousand square foot units. So yeah. the units are a thousand square feet. Yeah. Um, the last time we talked about it, it was $18 for the year. Per thousand square feet. Yeah. I think one, one of the I, things... I have a hard time picturing <laughs> what a thousand square feet is. Is it half a football field, a quarter? Oh. Or can you picture... Can, can I you could, help me? I can tell you what 3,000 square feet is. Um, a, a roof. Was like, How much does a roof... Do you have any idea what a roof... Uh, on a colonial or some house? Uh, it depends on how big it is and the yeah. shape and the and the, the angle. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But you can look up on your, you can look it up and see what your house, what your square footage of your house is and in, um, in, in, in stormwater terms. Well, so the, but the thing that, is, you can go to the Board of Assessors. The Board of Assessors on your property has a card. Yeah. And on that card, there's all sorts of information about your house, including the roof and the driveway and that information. Right, but if you go to the stormwater website on the town, on the town website, you can look at the stormwater calculator. There's a, there is such there, a thing, huh? Yeah, yeah, there is such a thing. You can look up, you can see your property and it will tell you how many, squ how many square, how many units yeah. you have. So the thing about, I mean, one of the things people, I think, need to know about this is that they're already paying for it. We as property owners are already paying for this work to get done. Yeah. We, the property owner, the regular house owner, holds the burden to pay for these things. Yeah. We're paying for all the nonprofits. We're paying for all the, the larger commercial parking lots out there yeah. with a utility fee everybody pays so that the churches then pay Dean pays into it yeah. everybody pitches in for how much impervious surface they have but there's an offset to that and the offset is that the fee is not tax deductible because it's a fee it's like the, your sewer and water fee is not tax deductible. If it's part of the taxes, yes, non-churches would not be taxed, but your taxes are a tax deduction. Right, right. Well, there's always a give and take. Right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and so, um, but if it's, a, if it's a utility fee, we can have um, credits. We can give people exemptions. We can, so, there's, there are good things about it as well. It's just one of those things we have to decide what's best. Well, what town issue would, would you like to go to uh, 
what what different issue that's going to come before the town council would you like to address? So there's a few things that um, I've created a sort of a highlight list. You can they, people can find that on my um, Facebook page, a highlight list, and what's to do next. So the um, the next issues that we're going to face is the we've had a police headquarters evaluation a study done yeah. so we'll have to evaluate what's the best thing for the police headquarters do we rebuild it do we move it do we um, wh what can we do first of all what did the study find why do we need to why do we need to do anything we don't have the study yet so that's next that's next term okay so right now it's falling apart. The study will be in, next in the next session. Yeah. So people you elect to the town council, this will be one of the issues they'll be facing. Correct. All right. Yeah. Go we also have a, a, a zoning st study that's being done right now <laughs> that won't be done until the next uh, term that um, looks at downtown commercial and the commercial one areas. Yeah. and to see if we could rezone it somehow to help with affordable housing and to do things a little differently and and hope hopefully get some funding from the state because we're near the train stations there in those areas hmm. melanie hamblin <laughs> what is the question that i haven't asked you that you came here and you're just dying <laughs> I think we actually you. got to the stormwater one, but um, <laughs> that was one I was going to talk about. I think uh, there's just a couple of things I want I want people to understand is that through this pandemic, the people in the town, the people that service us, the town hall, the fire, the the fire in the police department, you know, this the school department how hard these people have worked for us. The library, they came up with all these other online things for us to be able to communicate with each other. And in Franklin TV even, you know, we, we got to have our meetings remote. We did not stop. And that, I think, we're lucky that we live here. Yeah. And so there was one thing about this past term that I just wanted to mention um, that in the Economic Development Subcommittee that I'm the chair of, I'm really proud of our work that we did for in our list business listening sessions that without Franklin TV we couldn't have done. Um, we, we invited people from all different sectors. We had four different meetings. We got information from people. Um, we, we took down, we actually changed some of our bylaws to help businesses. And the feedback that I got from people was that I had created a, an area for people to come in and to be able to ask questions and feel comfortable. And that they felt like people were listening. And we did listen because we changed things. And that is a huge win for me. Like that's what local government is all about. So that if you, if you, look, at, if you look at who you're gonna vote for and what, what, um, you know, what do you look for? For me, it's you find people who who want to build a team, who want to listen, who want to think about the facts and actually digest them and take the time to figure out what's best for the 33,600 
and 600 people in the town, not the 33,601. Like we have to be able, as town councilors, we have to be able to re remove ourselves from the equation. And I think that's the important thing. And on, <laughs> uh, on November 2nd, from 6 in the morning to 8 in the evening, yes. at the Franklin High School Gymnasium, you can go in person and vote, or you have today multiple mail-in ballot options. Uh, the town clerk's office is going to be open for a couple of days. Yeah, so you go well, on the weekend, I think, on, on a weekend, weekend. To go there and vote. <laughs> That's, like, amazing. So, yeah. and, and a town election affects your pocketbook uh, more than voting for president. So, if you care about uh, money or budgets or uh, future policy that is in your interest, you want to go out and vote. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. Welcome. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Thank you so much for having Mar me. It was Mar very fun. <laughs> Melanie. Hamblin, yep. Melanie. Yep. Melanie Hamlin <laughs> running for re-election to the town council. Yep. Uh, this is Frank Falvey and Melanie wishing you a great uh, day and evening and hope to see you at the polls. Yes. Thank you. This program was made possible by your Franklin friends and neighbors. Good folks, just like you. Thanks for supporting Franklin TV. And thanks for watching.